0: All right, we're recording. Don't say anyone's name this time.
1: Not even yours.
0: No, you can say mine. Mine. I'm the co-host of this podcast.
1: What podcast is it?
0: Two girls talking. This is the Two Girls Talking podcast. That's not mm-hmm. even what you're not, supposed to say. I'm not supposed
1: to say it that way. <laughs>
0: You laughed exactly the same as you do in the intro. (laughs) I know, it was on purpose. Oh, okay. I can't laugh on purpose.
1: Well, I found it just as funny to say the same stupid thing. (laughs) Oh, man. This is the two girls talking podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. (laughs) Uh,
0: How was your week? Wait, I need to talk about something.
1: What do you have to talk about?
0: I need, okay, I need Uh, to talk. We didn't even say hi. Oh, hi, Amanda.
1: Hi, Abigail.
0: I need to talk about something. (laughs) Okay, what is it? The weather was really hot the other day. It
1: was so hot, I couldn't sleep.
0: We were going to record the podcast, but we couldn't because it was too hot.
1: Yeah, I was too upset.
0: I couldn't sleep either. I had to take all my clothes off. And no blankets, and I was just kind of... Go on. (laughs) Not sexy, I promise. Yeah. And my cats were looking at me like, where are we? Yeah. Like, they were very upset about it. We were all very upset. That's,
1: That's about right for most situations.
0: But then I desperately wandered into Costco and got a fan. There you go. So now it's... Well, and so that helped, and then it cooled off a little bit.
1: Yeah, we turn on the air conditioning for the first time, which I'm usually against, because I feel like you can just open a door and maybe some air will go inside the house.
0: That's not... I don't understand you're, like, being too good for air conditioning.
1: I'm not too good for it. I don't want to spend money on it. It's expensive.
0: It's not that expensive.
1: Uh, It is if you run it all day long, and if you start using it, you're going to start using it all the time. It's better to live without it.
0: No, I'm all about conserving, using it when you need to use it. And, like, so growing up, when air conditioning was actually expensive. Now it's all high, high energy efficient and it's like free compared to when I was a youth. Um, but we never had central air in any place we lived. Um, and so we would have the window units and my mom would pick one room. That would be the air conditioning room. Because if we air conditioned the whole house, it would be too expensive. And we'd have the one room. And if it got really, really hot, she might give us a second room. Uh, but then we would all just like hang out in that one room hmm. and because it was a small enough space, you didn't even have to run the air 24 seven cause it would keep the cold air in there. But we would bring all the mattresses in and put them on the floor and we would all just sleep in there because that's all you could do. And it was, I mean, the way it was hot the other day is like how it is every day of the summer in Chicago.
1: That sucks. Why would anyone live there? That's right. No answers.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, the like, people are like, the winters are hard, but the summers are the best. And I'm like, not really. Have you been to no. California?
1: The summers are also <laughs> as bad as the winter was, just in a completely different, terrible way. Right. So. The
0: summers are really hot, and they're so humid, and you're just like a sweat monster.
1: I kept wishing we had a couch. If anything's going to convince me to buy a couch, it'll be this heat wave, because then I could go sleep on the couch by myself with the air fan on.
0: Do you need something to convince you to buy you a couch? We keep getting
1: hung up on the details, but I think maybe maybe this weekend we're going to go look at a couch. Well, I'll put the finishing touches on the couch that we want.
0: Cool. Keep us posted.
1: I know. Sorry. That's so boring. There's a big fight over whether the couch is uh, too girly or not. So you Is know. this
0: the color or the actual just...
1: The color. I want it to be ice blue, I would say, like a princess couch. But every time I describe it like that, for some reason, somebody gets the wrong idea about what kind of couch it is. I know.
0: You mean like a frozen couch? Is that what you mean by princess couch?
1: Yeah, and I'm like, let it go.
0: Queen Elsa. Let it, let it go.
1: No, that wasn't very good. Yeah, but basically. Am I Anna? I haven't seen the movie. Which Anna, one am I? It's Anna. I'm sure it is. Which one am I?
0: Elsa, probably.
1: Jeez. Well, okay,
0: let me tell you about them.
1: Okay. <laughs> Riveting content. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know, we introduced people to cereal. I think we could probably also cereal the best podcast, the highest. Okay, decide uh, what you want to say. The statistics. No, I can't even say any of the words. Never mind. <laughs> it was I'm the number ex- one podcast for Number a while. one podcast and Frozen's the number one movie. So I think we can deliver some summaries of these products that apparently our listeners don't know about. So Elsa is the older one and she's the queen. And Hell yeah, Anna, that's me. Yeah, and Anna is the younger one, so she's just a princess. Yep. And Elsa has special powers. Hell yeah. But they're very rare. It's not like, it's weird that she has them. And she has to keep them a secret. But because she's keeping them a secret, she gets all crazy. Mm. And then she sings Let It Go, and she runs away to the mountains and Anna goes to rescue her. Um but not before Anna like falls in love with a random prince and is obsessed with him. Which is why I was trying to decide which stor which girl you would be. <laughs> That's a toss up. Right. But Anna's a little carefree and I don't think you're very carefree, so
1: I'm very carefree.
0: So on this, this week on this American life, uh the episode, I don't even remember what it was called.
1: It's called Tell Me I'm Fat.
0: And what's the episode number?
1: 587?
0: Um, so, if anyone wants to look it up. Let which, me look.
1: I just looked this morning.
0: Which I really recommend doing. So, this episode was probably... Okay, so the reason why I listened to This American Life is one because I like someone to tell me stories.
1: 589.
0: 589. So I like someone, I mean, pure entertainment. I like someone to tell me stories, but also it kind of broadens my world as far as giving me like introduction to other people's experiences, especially in our country. And that's actually why I listen to podcasts in general and have you know spent a lot of time listening to various other podcasts that I get the same experience from as far as other people's experiences of the world, lives, etc. This was one of the first and only times that I've heard a podcast, um, character, is character the right word? I'm not sure. Um, that I felt like that person is me. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Do you want to just say anything about the episode? Do you want to describe it, Amanda?
1: No, I feel like you had such a strong connection to it. You should talk about it.
0: Do you want to give a summary of it and then I'll talk about it?
1: Um, yeah. So the first, the first segment, the first act of the episode was an interview with Lindy West, the writer. Um, and she spoke about – she read excerpts from her book. And a lot of them have to do with her being fat and her kind of coming out as a fat person to her friends and saying, like, that's okay to say that. It's not changing anytime soon. That's who I am. And about a fight she got in with Dan Savage where Dan Savage was, like, going nuts on how fat people are terrible and they should all die. And she had to, like, right. fight with him well, about it. And
0: not just him. Like, this general attitude.
1: Oh, that fat people are less than or, like, yeah. lazy and, and, and that bad. You, and, and that
0: it's really easy to judge them. I mean, I remember, like, I a couple uh, months ago, this was probably in – this was probably in November or December. And some people I worked with who were um, – They were from, I think they were from the UK. I forget where they were from, but they were from out of the country. And they were living here. And they've been living here for a couple years. Um, And they went to one of the towns in Southern California where you go and pick apples. I don't remember which one. Uh, I haven't been to any of them, sadly. It's Julian. Yes, I think they went there.
1: That's the one.
0: (laughs) And... They were like, here are these delicious pies we brought back, et cetera, et cetera. They were delicious. And I asked them, how was your trip? And they were like, you know this stereotype of Americans where they're, like, fat and, like, irresponsible or whatever? We were, like – all we had to do is go to Julian to see those people. I mean, since we live in LA, and they, I think they lived like in the Valley, they were like, we, you know, we just don't see it here. It's like this nice little LA bubble. But we, and I wish I could do an actual, you know.
1: Also, that's not true, but okay.
0: European accent, but, um, but yeah, she was basically like, and 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 her husband was nodding along, like they were both like on their high horses about the fat American stereotype, which, like, I'm sure now, months later, they would call, like, making America great again people. Like, this idea that, like, the problem with America is these fat country bumpkins um, and this association with this, like, it's all... And I don't even know if Lindy said this, but, like, there's this association that almost uh, lack of intelligence and lack yeah. of responsibility is connected to weight.
1: Right. Well, it's a class thing.
0: Right. Like um, people
1: who have time to work out are, you know, wealthier. Etc. etc. Cetera, et cetera. better.
0: Right. And if you're and right, and if you're overweight or have a non-ideal body in whatever definition of ideal is in trend this decade sure. that, yeah, you're doing it wrong. So, yeah, Dan was saying things in that line of thought. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So she got in a fight with him. Uh, Lindy got in a fight with him about that. And they came to some understanding, but not, like, a total agreement. And she said some pretty interesting stuff. I'm not sure if you want to elucidate on that in a bit. But the next act was with um, Elna Baker, who lost a significant amount of weight she probably she lost like 110 110 plus pounds um and she uh talked about how she slowly like became visible to people again and how no one looked at her or she couldn't get a job and she couldn't get any attention from men when she was overweight but then when she lost a lot of weight she got a lot of attention but it felt really hollow to her because she felt like these were people who never would have paid attention to her and she was the same person inside that she was and she felt like looking at pictures of herself before um she was like i remember being happy then and how stupid I like how stupid are you for being happy you know that you're overweight and uh so she had a lot of surgeries to correct all the loose skin from when she lost weight and she lost weight using fentanyl and you know kind of a dangerous method and uh, she got married and she and her husband would get in fights about, she said, you wouldn't have fallen in love with me when I was the other way. And he's like, probably not. But, you know, I don't know. So, and he doesn't seem to get why that's.
0: He said.
1: Oh, this is how you, the skinny girl is who the you The skinny really are.
0: girl is who you really are. It was just like hiding inside of who you were.
1: Yeah. And she felt like that's not true at all.
0: She, f- well, she felt, yeah, she felt like that was, she felt really hurt. Um, And the reason why she felt hurt is because she feels sadder as skinny Elna. And her life feels more complicated than it used to. And she felt like when she was bigger, she didn't have a lack of confidence. The reason why she decided to lose weight was to get certain things. but But like... She wasn't unhappy being overweight. She was unhappy not having the things she wanted, which were a job and a boyfriend.
1: Right. Um, the next act was with Roxane Gay, who wrote Bad Feminist, and she worked on The Toast's Sister Sight, The Butter, with Mallory Ortberg and some other writer people. Uh, and she is far beyond what she called... Like, Lindy West, she would, said she would consider to be like the Lane Bryant plus sizes but she's far beyond that. Like she's, you know, and she said that it affects her life in so many ways. Cause she has to go, like if she's going to a restaurant, she has to look up on Yelp and look at the pictures and decide if there's a place where she can sit. And, um, you know, she gets, she can't walk up the stairs without getting completely winded. And, um, she thinks it'd be, she was talking about how, you know, Oh, it's so different if you're like cute fat where it's like you're, you know, that smaller, like you're fat, but you're still like socially acceptable. And, Um, somewhat socially acceptable anyway Uh, and then the last episode or the last part of the episode was about um, Oral Roberts University and how they used to make it part of their Christ-driven mission to have thin students and if you were overweight they would make you do compulsory exercise and all this crazy stuff to lose weight so that you could be more um, in line with their idea of godliness and so, you
0: could get kicked out of school. You could if get you suspended. Did, yeah. If you didn't if you didn't lose the amount of weight you were supposed to lose. Yeah. Um and, you know, basically take a semester off and come back when you've lost the weight. Um so I lost 150 pounds, which is something
1: an adult-sized person as Elna would say, an adult-sized woman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, uh, more than adult size of a lot of adults, I know. Um, and I don't know, three or four years ago, I guess. I lost it over the course of two or three years. And I've been about the same weight for about two years. Uh, And I, yeah. So it's been five years since I started losing weight. Uh, And I went from like 330 pounds and right now I'm about 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I really resonated with Elna's story. Um, And it was the first time I had heard someone describe uh, my feelings. Yeah. And I, and I, so here's the thing. I've read lots of weight loss stuff. Um, I like, People want to talk to me about weight loss all the time. And this is actually the first time I've ever really, like, publicly talked about it. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't sad about being overweight when yeah. I was overweight. I uh, was – there were things I was sad about in life. So it's not like I was just in denial or, like, not in touch with my feelings. But I, I was confident I had some sort of, like, body dysmorphia where I, like, didn't look as fat as I was.
1: Yeah. To me. It, in anyway. your... Yeah. No, that's how I feel when I look in the mirror. Like, I... Do, but then I see a picture of myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even recognize.
0: Yeah. But and I felt that I way that, all the that, time. Yeah. And, I mean, and I also, like, I looked in the mirror all the time. So, I, so I've read all sorts of different things from overweight people or or fat people.
1: Yeah, what did you think about Lindy's distinction with that? About what? Overweight versus fat as terminology.
0: Well, I think like... Okay, so I I feel like I am not, quote, a fat person according to her definition. So, like... Oh, because you lost weight. Yeah, so I don't get to make a call on that. Um, When I was... Now, as far as the medical definition of overweight, I am still that. My BMI is still uh unpleasing to a doctor. That's
1: so crazy to me. Like so crazy.
0: Um and so yeah. And and BMI is one of those things that's controversial anyway.
1: Like, yeah, like Roxanne Gay said that she was super morbidly super obese. Super morbidly obese. And Ira was like, No, but what's the medical definition of that? And she said, It's super morbidly obese. That is the medical definition.
0: She, she used the term morbidly obese. And he was like, What is that the medical definition? And she said, No, I am super morbidly obese. Yeah. And I remember when I was, um, When I had first started losing weight and I was actually paying attention because before I actually started losing weight, which I did because I was sick, essentially, um, it was like an unfortunate situation where I was really, really sick and I'd been in the hospital a couple times and that's like, my body just started doing it on its own. And I wasn't sick because I was overweight, but it was a catalyst for losing weight. Sure. Um, and I was basically trying to prove a point to the medical community, um, and cause pretty much all of my actions in life come back to proving a point.
1: Yeah. Cause your back was hurting. So you, the doctor kept saying, if you'd lose some weight, you feel better. So you're like, fine, I will lose 30 right. pounds or whatever. And I'll prove to you that it's not related to that. It's, it's something else.
0: Yeah. My back was really bad for like over the course of six weeks. And during that time I had to go to the emergency room three different times. Um, And I was on a lot of different pain medications, and I actually reacted really badly to the pain medications and lost 30 pounds just from, like, vomiting and not being able to keep anything down when I was on the pain medication. Um, And because that feeling was so awful, I reduced my diet significantly um, so I could continue taking the pain medication because it was making, like making my life a little more livable, I was still really injured. And I was for, I mean, several years after that, I slept on the floor. Um, But once, like, I mean, it in that moment was really easy to lose 30 pounds. It had never been easy to lose weight before. And so I was like, I'll run with this. Um, and then it just slowly happened over time as yeah. I as I started to control my diet. Now, before that, I had never paid attention to how much I weighed or what I ate. Like, there was no awareness. It wasn't. And so many people who talk about weight loss and their discouragement and depression surrounding it talk about how they've always hated their body, how they've always wanted to lose weight and haven't been able to, how they compulsively eat all of these different things that I don't have any
1: experience with. No.
0: Yeah. I was always confident. I always always looked in the mirror and liked what I saw.
1: I think that's one really interesting thing when you talk about how Elna's story felt so true to you is because I remember you during that time and you, I think were in many ways so much more confident than you are today and so much more in control and kind of like this crazy powerhouse and, you know, and, I mean, you still are gaining back those things, I think, these days. But the difference is stark. And I i don't know whether that's because you're more open now as a person or just different.
0: And I don't know either. Um, and And, I mean, that's been a... So, like, I mean, what happened is I lost weight. And I got excited about new hobbies, like... You know, there was, like, running and hiking, and I really enjoyed those things for what they were, not because they made me thinner or whatever. Like, I enjoyed all of that, and I um, I enjoyed eating healthy, and I enjoyed talking to people about healthy food. And, again, it, it still wasn't – it was just, like, oh, here's my new hobby. And, I mean, I have five million hobbies on any given day, so, like, just, you know, no one's, like –
1: so what did you, what were you, how, what were you expecting when, like, w- at what point during Ilma's story were you like, oh my gosh, this is, like, me? Um, and what about it resonated so strongly with you?
0: Okay, so I downloaded it on my phone. So, like, after I listened to it, because I listened to it streaming, and then I downloaded it on my phone, because I was like... I want to listen to this again. That's how meaningful it was. And I want to make sure that I always have access to it. But I haven't listened to it since because it feels too hard. Because I cried, like, while I was listening to it and then after as well. Um, but she talks about how there was this dissonance. How Okay, so there was a couple of things she, that happened to her that happened to me. So she talks about how she, um, like kissed 16 guys in eight weeks or something Mm -hmm. whatever number it was was very close to what I did Mm -hmm. um where I basically like because it's
1: like this whole thing has never been available to you before and now it's just on a smorgasbord
0: right exactly I had never dated before um and I was dating but it was like kind of boring um and then I like dated one guy who I really liked and then he didn't wasn't interested and like that was hard. Um, and then I realized like, oh, I can go like, and I'll describe this, like, oh, I can go to bars and men will kiss me. Right. Attractive men will kiss me. Um, and there was like a rush that went with that. Um, and like a, like a mild addiction, Mm -hmm. but then I stopped doing it because I, it didn't make me feel better. It, no. didn't, it didn't make me feel wanted, and she said one of the reasons why one of the reasons why she decided to lose weight was because she wanted a boyfriend and she couldn't get one. Um, and then she, like, you know, like you said, she realized like when she did get them, they wouldn't have wanted her. Like she was dating some guy that she liked, and then he made some comment about a fat girl in a derogatory way. Yeah. And she was like, "I like, you know, she, like, it feels really insulting. And I've been in situations like that. Um, and it just feels like, it just feels like I am that person just as much as I'm quote skinny me. And I can't yeah. even call myself skinny because I don't believe I'm skinny. I hate my body. Like I have way worse confidence about my physical image Than I ever did when I was bigger. Yeah. Um, And. And she had like. Yeah. She had a bunch of surgeries to remove her loose skin. Which I wish I could have. But they're expensive. So I'm like on a specific plan. To save money to do them. Including. uh, I stopped getting my nails done. Something I liked. To save money. I'm moving into like a way smaller place to save money because I want to get this surgery, but it's, but it's really expensive and it's like, you know, and I know it won't even solve the problems. Yeah. It'll it'll just solve one problem.
1: Right. Cause I mean, we follow a lot of weight loss people on our Instagram Mm -hmm. and so you can kind of really easily go back through someone's story and Um, I'm amazed at the amount of both hatred towards former self that is permissible when they're like, I don't even recognize this girl. And it's like, but she is you like, how can you hate? And like, I'm so unhappy. Like, well maybe, but geez. And then people's also just constant praise of their new self or like kind of this narcissist, like obsession with the new form. Right. I don't know. It's, it's like it's one... trades one problem for a different one. It's just a novel problem because you haven't had it
0: before. Yeah, and I I don't, like... I don't get that because I'll look at old pictures of me. And on the one hand... I mean, I'm pretty, like, into what I look like. I, like, from the day I was born. Right? Like, I've always wanted... Like, I remember when I was in high school before there were smartphones. Because we're old ladies. Yep. Um and I had like I would get disposable cameras at the store and I loved taking selfies. And it was really hard because you didn't know how it was gonna turn out. Uh-huh. But I was like, This is where my meager income from working at Great Harvest Bread Company goes to <laughs> is my digital camera photography, which I mean I took pictures of lots of things. Like I'm the but, same I mean, I'm the same person I was then, but there was a there was You're a, like
1: You're like Beyonce, you need an archive of
0: I need an archive of what I I look like Yes
1: I Uh, mean, I guess also on that note, it should be noted that I'm currently like 290 pounds, and that's like a weird way to experience the world too, because everything Lindy says, I'm like, yeah, someone will make a comment about, I mean, it's like they're like 200 pounds, and I'm like, yeah, I wish I was 200 pounds, like that would be amazing that would be fantastic
0: Right, I'm basically 200 pounds, and people say stuff like that, and I want to be like excuse me and I've actually said this when I'm with like
1: if I'm with someone I feel in any level of comfort I'll be like yeah that's like like a hundred pounds less than I weigh. or like you know yeah I mean?
0: I'll be like let me educate you on body weight because right. people will people will say stuff like that in front of me and I'll be especially guys who don't understand anything about weight and if it's guys that I'm like, never gonna bang essentially sure <laughs> um I'll be like let me explain to you something about bodies yeah I am 200 pounds
1: right exactly and I know that people saying these things don't think like that they're like that just number doesn't mean anything you know
0: no no numbers mean anything to anyone yeah it's all it all is like what feeling that number makes you feel yeah And the
1: fear of 200 pounds weighs heavy on the 110 pound heart.
0: Yes. And people who are over 200 pounds refer to 199 as Wonderland.
1: Getting to Wonderland.
0: Yep. That is a thing that I didn't know about.
1: We've learned so much during our weight loss Instagram journey.
0: (laughs) I do remember when I was losing weight um, and I had like I had. The When I had gone down to 189, um, I remember, or it was 188, I think, and I texted Amanda. and Because I'm fairly competitive. Like, losing weight at, at some point just became a numbers game. Sure. I mean, all the time my friends are like, stop weighing yourself, you crazy mm-hmm. person. Um, and it's not even an eating disorder, because if it was an eating disorder... Or uh like if it was any sort of disorder, then I would like stop like
1: But you're able to stop. Like you stopped weighing yourself for a long time. And oh, yeah. you know Yeah. You have very good self-control, which is how you're able to do all this in the first place. I do not, hence I still weigh two hundred ninety five pounds.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like I remember texting Amanda and I think it was the day the scale said one eighty eight and I was like that's like, that's, you can't even round that to 200. Wow, like, and so that in solid. my head, I didn't know the term wonderland, but that was the feeling I had in my head where I was like, whoa, this is like, action. and it wasn't until then that I even felt like it was real. Yeah. Last night I was at dinner with friends. Someone shot a video because something was brought to the table. Um, and so like a video was made of the dessert being brought to the table. And I'm, like, in the background of the picture, of the video. So, of course, I watched it, like, three times. The first time was to see whatever was happening in the video. The second two times were to see myself. And I was surprised the first time. And then the second time I rewatched it for just looking at me at my size.
1: Like, you felt like you looked big or something? No.
0: I was, like, I look like a normal person.
1: You do look like a normal person, which is why it's insane to me that you are unable to see that
0: I like I yeah like I can sort of see it but I also feel like a not normal enough
1: yeah that's just because you feel that way because of the loose skin but I mean if you're wearing a shirt that like covers the very tops of your arms or like anything like that like you it looks like there's no way to fucking tell that you were ever ever overweight ever but I know it's not the point like oh I'm hiding this or something like that but like Oh, well, yeah,
0: that's the other thing. I don't hide my, like, arms. Another, A lot of people talk about arms and how they're, like, so insecure about their arms, and I'm like,
1: ugh. No, I'm lucky to be in this, like, my friend Andrea posted, and she's like, oh, I can't, I have to go buy a bathing suit soon, I hate it, I don't know what to do, I want to hide it. I'm like, I realized, and that's why I felt like Lindy's thing wasn't so, like, brain-blowing revolutionary to me, because about two or three years ago, I was like, oh, I'm doing all this rigmarole to make myself feel somehow more better, but... Everyone else in the world can already see my body. So I'm not, you know, me taking a selfie from a certain angle or like doing all this stuff isn't tricking anyone. Everyone else knows what I look like. So I need to just accept that too and not pretend it's other than it is, you know. Like I'm going to wear a bikini because that's, everyone else can see my body anyway. So I'm not hiding it for their, you know pleasure or whatever
0: yeah i remember when you wrote something to that effect and reading it and being like really impressed and i mean at that point that was you know like a year or two ago so i was the same size i am now ashamed of my body 100 percent of the time right um and
1: i think you were also in a difficult relationship with high expectations with someone who you know was not as understanding of these things as maybe they could have been so i think that contributed a great deal to this
0: but also, like, then I listened to Elma, and it feels like everyone's that way.
1: Yeah, people are shallow. Like,
0: like she... You just she, never come in she, contact with like that met, when you're a thin person already. Like, met, if
1: you're a thin person who's with a thin person, you don't come in contact with the shallowness, or it's a different kind of shallowness.
0: Right, she met someone who married her, and she was in love with... And he, like, he still said things that were really hard for her. And, I mean, I think especially for women, because of childbearing, and even if you don't childbear, like, even if you don't get pregnant or have children, your hormones are still designed around that behavior. Yes. Yes. So you will gain weight at certain points in your life. Your body will stop producing different types of things that aid your metabolism, etc. And so our bodies are going to change. And Elma says this to her. Like she says this in her piece. She's basically like.
1: It could happen at any time. At
0: any time I could get that way again. Like what is he going to divorce me? Yeah. And so it's like. Yeah, I was in a complicated relationship, but it's, like, what she, like, what I learned from Elna was good luck.
1: I don't think it has to be that way, though, you know? Like, I don't think everyone's like that.
0: Maybe. But I don't have any, like...
1: There's Inter- no way to I don't fil- have any There's no way to filter. Exactly.
0: It. I don't have any interest in testing it out yeah. because I like I don't know. I
1: I remember sometime, you know, when I was in college, I had this guy that I very much liked and was very close to. We spent all our time together, Carson. Um, and I really liked him. I was like in love with him. And he knew this and we would, you know, spend all this time together and it always felt like we were on the brink of getting together. Um, and he started dating someone who every single person described as exactly like me but she weighed 100 pounds and um I I was like like what is how is this even possible what's going on and I got like upset about it and you know we became this girl Laura and I became very close and like years later she said oh I thought you knew but like yeah he told me at the time, like I was like, why aren't you dating Amanda? And he told me it's because he like, wasn't attracted to you because of your weight. And I was like, man, that, and he swore, I asked him if that's what it was at the time. And he told me no way, like, that's not what it is. And I believed him because but then I was like, well then what is it? Like, and then there was no answer, you know? And I've, like, so often felt that in my life where it's like, oh, yeah, when Lindy talks about, like, being invisible or when Ella talked about, like, becoming visible to certain groups of men, it's like, yeah, there are, like, she's like, oh, when I lost this much weight, black guys noticed me. When I lost this much weight, Hispanic men noticed me. When I lost this much weight, white guys noticed me. She's that, like, I'm still, no, and never that, thin enough for
0: Asian guys. <laughs> that's an, No, that is my experience, too. Oh, totally like, true. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is it's not even just racial because her, her lines were racial but, like, but it's also it's like cultural. Like when I went to England,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was super hot. Like mm-hmm. it but was when,
1: but when we go to Vegas we can't But even when compete. we go to
0: Vegas, it's like it's a I'm like yeah. I'm a heinous individual <laughs> who like how dare I put a bathing suit on. Sure. Um and like I mean I was in Japan and I wasn't looking like we weren't going anywhere where someone might date. Right. Um, I wasn't looking for that, but, but there was only, I actually mentioned it to Carolyn because I wasn't keeping track, but when it happened, I realized I hadn't noticed it at any other point in the whole trip. But like somewhere we were, a guy like checked me out mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, that's the first time that's happened the whole time we've been in this country. And then when Elma made a comment about it, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did meet British guys on the trip, and they were like, "Can we be Facebook friends? Come out to the bar with us." Da 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 da. And I was like, "Pass, hard pass." Oh. Um, they were young and yeah, kind of douchey, and I'm not dating right now. Yep. And I'm not hooking up with guys at bars in any country because it makes me sad.
1: That is a very good plan, and I wholeheartedly support it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I mean, it it like it's weird. But Elma describes it. She's like, when I lost X number of pounds, suddenly black men were checking me out, and then Hispanic men were checking me out, and then white men were checking me out, and it was like this weird scale. And that's that was exactly my experience.
1: Oh yeah, no, white white guys don't like me, but I'm I'm also realized that I'm just like edging out of where like black guys will holler at me or whatever so really yeah Yeah. you've noticed yeah i used to get like when i was like probably 30 pounds lighter i would get a lot more compliments but it was always black men interesting yeah it's because of my butt
0: i like i don't i don't know if i have anything to like close off with besides just like saying that
1: Was it like a traumatizing experience to hear those things? Or was it like, did it make you feel hopeless?
0: Uh, No, it didn't make me feel hopeless. There are other things in my life that make me feel hopeless.
1: Cool. (laughs) Good to know.
0: (laughs) That have less... No, they have nothing to do with the outside of my body and everything to do with the inside. Um, But... No, it made me feel like... I guess it made me... Like, I was really happy... To, as someone who has some sort of ability and a minor desire to express myself through writing or communicating or whatever, I constantly feel like I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it like I should be. Yeah. I'm not spreading the gospel of my feelings.
1: Far and wide. Far um,
0: and- so it's always kind of a relief when someone else does it.
1: Yeah, it feels very comforting.
0: And I didn't think that was possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because I thought I was just the fucked up one.
1: Terminal uniqueness.
0: Just like I'm the one who can't figure it out. Yeah. I'm the one who can't get can't get like other people to see me as both fat and skinny. Yeah. I mean, I literally look both fat and skinny. <laughs> <laughs> when I have no clothes on, sure, but um, but also when I have clothes on to like love me both ways. Um, and I, I
1: think you will, and I think that's possible. I know it doesn't feel that way, and I know you don't believe that, but
0: well, and Elna confirmed that, so she's married, <laughs> dude. I wanted to like start a fight with her husband,
1: don't worry, she has.
0: I know. She was like, we're working on it. And I was like, keep no, me not. posted. He, he still feels divorce. that way.
1: Yeah, seriously, he still feels that way. So, no, you're not working on it.
0: It made me glad I wasn't married. It didn't make me feel hopeless. It just affirmed or whatever. It's It was like a solidarity thing. And yeah. also, I was like, oh, it's so much better for this to be on This American Life because so many people hear this. And yes. thank God because I...
1: They can finally have some kind of context for thinking about things. Which I, just, like, I guess that's I guess that's I'm not like as amazed because this is like what we have thought about our whole lives and think about all the time. But
0: well, and like, also you like you specifically know all of the speakers anyway, like, you know, all of those people and you know, their stories. Yeah. Um, and I don't because I have a life.
1: I know you just listened to podcasts and I was trying to think of how to explain to you. I was like, yeah, but see, I read the whole internet. So then when podcast comes around, I already know it. And you were like, yeah, that's why I just listened to the podcast. I know. I was like, uh, I know
0: what, I know what the problem of your life is.
1: <laughs> All not, the internet is gone. It's not it my, out.
0: it's not my life.
1: Yeah. Aren't you lucky?
0: I have this erroneous belief that information can solve problems. Yeah. This isn't true. Information has yet to solve any problem in my life, any, like, actual significant problem. Like, so, and, like, all of the giant problems I've had in my life, which there's probably 10 or 12 that, like, keep me up at night if I don't drink to ignore them. Um, information never solved any of those. And yeah. yet I still am like, oh, thank God this American life made an episode about this. Now, maybe the world will be more educated about X, Y, or Z. Mm Mm-hmm. And the world will be better. I hope so. That's all. Shall we joke life moment? Oh, yes. Or do you want to say a closing word about being fat? (laughs) How do you feel about the word fat versus overweight?
1: Um... Or whatever. I do agree with her. Th- I mean, I don't know if I go as far to say like I'm any kind of fat activist or anything like that. I've, I've known people in my life who are that way. Um, I am a traitor to the fat cause and that if I could be snap my hands and, you know, snap my fingers and be skinny tomorrow, I would do it um, because of the privileges that come with that. And because of that, like being desired and you know, I, th- I really think beautiful people have an easier time of it. And, I've got to witness that firsthand as a lot of my friends are actresses or, you know, whatever. And I just see how the world is so easy for people like that. And it's alluring. And, um, it's hard also as I get older to think like I'm missing out, not only on like youth, but like the beauty aspect of being young too. So I know that I don't have much longer if I do want to be like really thin and pretty. Um, but again, I seem to be unwilling to do the things that it takes to do that. So, It's hard.
0: Yeah. I don't have any like tips or advice. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Get a debilitating back disease and throw up for 50 pounds straight. Perfect. Got it. No, it
0: was just, it was just 30 pounds and it was in a short amount of time. It was like 30 pounds in two weeks. It wasn't like, yeah, I was starving for four months.
1: Um, all right. No, I don't have much else to say. I can tell you my joke life moment though.
0: What is a joke life moment?
1: A joke life moment is a moment where you just think, oh, my life is a joke. Of course this happened to me. I deserve this.
0: Yep. And it could be something you caused yourself or just plain old bad luck. Exactly. Tell me your joke life moment. Uh, The one that
1: I came up with that sort of tickled me was we have this French designer at work, Jan. And he is adorable and has Superman hair. And... uh, he got I sent him an email today and he said, Amanda meh meh, what is what is this word? And I was like, What word? My, my last name, Mikey? And he's like, No, no, the other one. I'm like, Amanda? And he's like, No, the one in the middle. And I said, Oh, May. That's my middle name I gave myself. And he said, Oh, what's like what's your real middle name? And I said, Moffat. And he laughed and he said, uh, sounds like a little dog. You can Moffitt, Ha, Ha 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 ha. <laughs> he said that to the whole office. Like, 20 people standing there. I was like... Uh, and you were like,
0: yeah, that's why I changed it.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't care about that. And he's like, yeah. But him calling to the imaginary dog Moffat. Really, he's like, it's like a Muppet and Puppet. All in one. Muffet, Muppet. <laughs> I
0: was a, like, yeah, yeah I've,
1: that, I'm aware.
0: That's a good joke life
1: moment. <sighs> yeah, just because I was in front of people. And he's like, it sounds like a dog. Like It was just like, no, nothing, no filter. Yeah.
0: I've never felt that way about your... Um, birth middle name.
1: No, I know. I was like, that's fine. Whatever.
0: Uh, my joke life moment. Are you familiar with the uh, iPhone game 2048? Yes. It's a game where you move some tiles around to get some points, essentially.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: A, pu- a puzzle-ish game. Mm-hmm. That I have like played and then deleted many times because... Uh, I'll play too much and my hand will start hurting.
1: A real problem people have.
0: Yep. Uh, anyway, I found a new version of it the most recent time I downloaded it that had special features, free special features. I didn't even have to pay extra for these. What are they? So one of them, there's, like, a lot of different ones. There's one where you can have, like, NFL teams instead of the numbers. Mm-hmm. So you're, like, going, I don't Why? I, Nah, I didn't play that one. You can do ABCs, which was actually my favorite. I like that better than the traditional version. So, mm-hmm. like the A's turn into B's, turn into C's, turn into D's. Mentally, I could play it a lot faster without the numbers. But they also had a picture version.
1: <gasps> That's fun.
0: Yes, and they were all different images. But the one my joke life moment is about is a cupcake image. So, the option in the game is cupcake. So, you say, like, 2048. I think if you're looking on your phone, I think what you download is 2048 plus, something like that. Um, And then you choose picture, and then you choose cupcake.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And...
1: I'm trying to see if I can find it.
0: It's all different kinds of cupcakes,
1: Oh, my God.
0: And it's really fun to play, obviously, but I had to stop playing it because it made me really want cupcakes. Oh. And it was when I was house-sitting, and I kept going to, like, I went to the gas station every, I went to, like, this gas station convenience store every day. It was part of my house-sitting duties, and Uh I kept, like, trolling the shelves trying to find anything that would satisfy my cupcake craving. Sure. Um, and they didn't have cupcakes, so I left unsatisfied. Uh, but then I was like, okay, I just have to play the ABC version. I can't play cupcakes anymore because it really made me hungry all the time for cupcakes only. That is my joke life moment. Uh, you guys can find us on the web.
1: At twogirlstalking.club. Where you can Go uh, ahead. Where you can submit your joke life moment yourself if you'd like us to read it on air. Um we wanted to give a shout out to our listener in Gabon. If that is you, please get in touch. We want to hear from you.
0: We want to know who you are and everything about you.
1: All your hopes and dreams. But if and you we'll- feel
0: uncomfortable sharing all that information, just tell us who you are and your joke life moment. Yes.
1: Um go
0: ahead. Uh we would like you to review us on iTunes. Uh some of the podcasts I listen to say things like this. Reviews are like gold.
1: Reviews are the only way people will find us, and it's really hard to stand out in the store, so we really need those reviews.
0: Yeah, people say this, and I'm like,
1: oh, it's not that important. Don't do be you.
0: so desperate.
1: Right, gross. But, but I also mean, I you, I will murder Abigail if we don't get reviews. So you hold her life in your hands, listeners.
0: If you like me.
1: Or me. Maybe we can do a double murder. I don't know. We'll plan it out. Don't worry.
0: I know a lot about murder.
1: Yeah, you listen to all those murder podcasts. I listen to them
0: all. I'm all out of murder podcasts. Oh, good. Probably for the best. I can stop feeling worried about, like, dying. Going. To I bless. like how we can't even
1: finish our end tag without diverging into more conversation.
0: Into murder chatter. Sure. Peace out. Bye. Bye. The Great Big Ice Cream Sunday.
1: Was in a place prepared for me The great big ice cream sundae from out of space
0: I stuffed my face Cause it was free And when I was finished Its, its size was not diminished
1: the great big ice cream sunday from outer space it was in a place prepared for